1: Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Talk Sport Fan
2: Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top tier
0: lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via
3: participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: Okay, well, good evening. Or as David Frostwood used to say, hello, good evening and welcome to the Forever Bristol City (laughs) started podcast. Uh, We've got uh, Dave Febbs in the room, the analyst. We've got Mark Tubby, the eternal optimist. And we've got (laughs) me and I'm a miserable sod. So um, we'll we'll start off. Dave is going to try and join us. In the meantime, on his birthday... Uh, on the meantime it'll do sound effects. Uh, so <laughs> what would what would do um, is we'll start off with as usual, with
3: a summary of the game away you go mark. 24 games and 112 days since they drew nil-nil with Watford at Ashton Gate. City, leaf, City finally have a point, and it was a hard one point on the road at Blackburn. Only 25 possession, possession, but City repelled all borders tonight in what was a hard-working, if low-quality, performance that uh, is another step on the education of Bristol City under Nigel Pearson. Three points on Saturday, and I'm hoping he signs on. And that's it from me.
0: Right, Dave. Yeah, I guess I was disappointed with how we played with the ball today, but I was quite happy with how we played without it. Um, certainly went once it went over the halfway line, and you know Blackburn had attacks. I thought we dealt with them pretty well. You know, I think they they've got. Good patterns of play. They know what they're doing. I know they made changes tonight, but they they're a kind of fairly well drilled side under Mowbray, and I think we kept them at bay pretty well. And you know, so happy with the point. Got to do better with the ball. What do you think? Ian? Yeah, I, I think
2: I wouldn't agree. I wouldn't disagree with any of that. Um I, I think our shape was better. I think it was much better in the second half because I mean Barry Douglas was on 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 holiday in the first. He had so much room down that left-hand side. And, and it's one side of the formation that I don't like, which is you're asking um, attacking players to defend. And, I mean, if you look at with the two free kicks we gave away tonight on the edge of the box, one was Semenyo uh, and I think the other one was Naki Wells. So I, I think that's something we need to improve upon, but we can come on to what we can do versus um, Rotherham on, on Saturday uh, as an interesting question just to throw out there earlier on uh, how do we feel about Nigel Pearson staying with the club firstly how do you feel about it in terms of yes we'd like him to or no we wouldn't and and then how do you feel about it in terms of the likelihood of it happening
3: me first yeah you go first Mark yeah, I'm, I'm an ecstatic. I mean, events have conspired to bring us Nigel Pearson. And I'm I'm hoping that, you know, I'm sure he's talking to the board regularly and that, he's. you know, he, they, they sign him up to a, a two- or three-year contract very soon. I think he's had a chance to look at the club. I think he likes it at Ashton Gate. I think he knows the work that he needs to do. But what he's instilled is a steely mentality into the team and better organization and work rate than we found under Dean Holden. I think he's benefiting from some of the players coming back, like Kanamo Dowda. He's transformed the fortunes of Palmer and Han Noah Masengo particularly. I'm overjoyed to see him, you know, playing regularly. Palmer's now made seven, seven straight starts. And I think that's a difference. Those players who looked like they were going nowhere under Holden now look like they could blossom under Pearson. Big turnover in the summer, but I fully expect us to move forward under Nigel Pearson next season. I'm certain of that. So you're you're expecting him to be here, and you'd very much like him to be here. Yep. Oh God, yeah. I think we're yeah. I mean, we've got a Premier League manager uh, in in the waiting there. Uh, you know, we pr- pr- got manager of Premier League experience, and I think the club can only be for go four with him at the helm. Uh, I think you know okay. the, the opportunity to attract players is going to be fantastic in the summer.
0: All right. Dave Fevs, what's your views? Much the same. Obviously, delighted. I've probably said before that um, I did wonder whether we'd be able to attract a a manager of Pearson's quality um, or whether Lansdowne would bite the bullet on someone of Pearson's quality. The fact we have, I think, Lansdowne's eventually realised that you actually do need someone of, of proven quality to, to get you up or you're going to need to be very lucky and he's had a go up a couple of bits of luck and it hasn't worked out ultimately um, so I think you know great that he's here I honestly cannot see any situation where he won't be here in, the, in you know beyond the summer I think the way he's talking I think there's been a couple of probably three interviews in the last week where he's been asked the question he said it, you know it's private but he's pretty open. He said, I'm really enjoying it here and and I think that that's good enough. I think he just cut it short at, you know, we're, we're not here to talk about my future at the moment. I think he's got us safe. I don't think there's any, you know, there's no doubts that we're, we're not staying up and I think it's look forward to the future from this point on. He's already starting to talk with players about contracts, isn't he? So, he's obviously planning to be here and I think it'll take a massive about turn from from Lansdowne for it not to happen now and I think Lansdowne would, you know the fans would have his proverbials if he didn't take him up on it now.
2: Yeah, and I think the um, a point I made earlier was about season ticket sales, and and it would be the most Bristol City thing ever uh, for Pearson to move on and, and Paul Simpson to get appointed. And I think if, the, if they if they did that, then tried to flog season tickets, I think they'd be in for a huge disappointment. So yeah, I'd, I'd like to think that. we we get it sorted out towards the end of the international break. I think that timing would be good. And then he can start, because if I'm a player and he's saying to me, you're going to sign a new contract, the first thing I'm going to say to him is, well, what are you? Um, And and that way, you you can then have that conversation in the knowledge that the bloke that, you, you know, if you like him and you like his style, then you'll have no problem signing the contract, of course, unless you... I've got an ulterior motive or you know, you wanna you know you wanna move closer to home and, and you know, I, I understand the footballers are human beings. And if for example, if fan wants to move back to France, um, then you know good good luck to the kid, but we should have sorted out a year ago. Going back to tonight's game, Mark, mm-hmm. who do you think were the players that came out of it for Bristol City with the most with the most credit?
3: Tonight, um Hanno and Masengo yeah. and either Mariapa or Callas. Um, because they just when when there were opportunities to play through the defence and get behind, they were able to, to, to you know to block those holes and they've been doing it very well under under Pearson. I think we maybe let a I mean Blackburn weren't just flinging the ball into the box. I mean they Brereton seemed to drift out to the right, and Armstrong's not the tallest player, so they they tried to play, they tried to play round you. Other teams like Rotherham, will, you know, will try and hit Michael Smith if he's uh, if he's available, won't they? And uh, and try and beat you that way. But I thought Masengo again was tr- was, was tremendous. Uh, you know, he's he's he, he. I mean, he's now shown what he's, he can do with that in, in pr- improvement in his physique, and he's technically good on the ball, and he can can spring attacks. So I think those, you know, either Mariapa or Callis and definitely Masengo tonight were, were, were best for me in, a, in what was generally a, a good defensive performance because we didn't see much at the other end. Dave, who were your uh, man or men of the match?
0: I, I think Mariapa was my man of the match in terms of calling out an, an individual. I thought he was excellent tonight. I actually thought Callis had a few wobbly bits tonight. Wobbly moments, not sure about wobbly bits, but um, yeah, <laughs> so there was a little spell, wasn't there, in the first half where a couple of balls went in behind him and he just didn't react. But you know, he, he still had a decent game. I just don't think he was anywhere near the, the level of what Mariapa did tonight. I thought there was one tackle on the edge of the box quite late on from Mariapa, which was, I guess it was, a, it reminded me a little bit of kind of like Bobby Moore against, was it Pele um, or was it Jarzini? I can't remember who he actually tackled. where, And it, it was just a, a great time tackle where. You're you're fearing that if you don't get it right, it's going to be a penalty. Certainly with that that referee, Masengo, good, you know, but wasn't brilliant tonight. But I thought he got through a really good shift in there, and I thought he closed them down ever so well in there. And I thought he he was he was the better of the two uh, defensive midfielders. I thought Palmer had another good game. Looks like he's got bags of energy. You know, some of his pressing, you know, I you know, I thought he put Fan to shame up there tonight in terms of performance. And I and I think a little. A, call out to Jack Hunt I thought defensively he was excellent tonight the number of times he got round the back of people um, and, and covered I thought was good and, and O'Leary had a probably an opportunity to play tonight that he thought he might probably not get under Pearson before the end of the season and I think he's proved himself to be an able deputy don't get me wrong I think we, we all want Bentley to stay um but I think if he did, if Bentley did go, you'd bring in someone else. And I think you'd have two players then battling it out if you don't get someone of the quality of Bentley. And, and So I wouldn't be fearful. He's still got, you know, he's inexperienced, but he did himself no harm
3: tonight. When we tried to play the, the pressing trigger in the first half, he just got bypassed. They, they were able to play out quite easily. Because he just didn't press quick enough, and there was one move when Roth he just let Rothwell drift past him, and he made that run yeah, where I think Semenyo good. fouled him on the edge of the area. He, he could have easily tried to pick him up
0: he as he went over the halfway
3: line. He just let him go. You, you just can't I do that. I think the
2: problem. I think the problem that you've got with Fam is that he. I think he's an instinctive footballer, um, and I don't think he's 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 not a natural in a pressing game, is he? So if, you, uh-huh. if you're going to press, you you might be better off with Naki Wells as the one up top. But if Naki's up sure. there, what you can't do is bomb the ball forward in the air because in football, in terms, of bloke's a midget. So if if you're going to play Naki as your one, particularly against a big team like Rotherham, um, what you don't want to be doing is sending the ball forward in the air. Um, and uh, and I think I think you'll see Nigel Pearson possibly do something different after we get the Rotherham game out, out of the way. If if we can play, um, if we can get the points um, from that game, then you know we'll go up to 52 points and at, at that point you're safe. And then if he's going to give Lewis Britton a game or one of the other young lads, I think he's more likely to do it then um, than he is at the moment. Had we won tonight, it might be different. But I think he's going to want, having lost his first two home games, <laughs> having, <laughs> having, having, having lost the first two home games, um, I think he's going to want to get a home win on the board. That's for sure. So I, I think that. So why don't we uh, go from tonight, which was not the most entertaining game of football you ever seen in your life, onto the game against Rotherham. Now, when we played Rotherham up at the New York Stadium... Uh, we got stuffed. It was 3-0. And I think it, if it had been six, we couldn't have had any complaints. We were terrible from the first minute to the last. Um, Dave Febbs, if you're picking the team on Saturday against Rotherham, what team do you pick? What formation? And how do you play?
0: Um, I think I'm quite happy to see the current system that he's em- employing. Um, guess we'll we'll wait and see if Bentley was just kind of unwell today or whether it's you know anything anything more than that um but yeah I guess you know if if Bentley's fit he comes back in in my opinion um I I wouldn't mind seeing I wouldn't mind seeing Cessignon have a a rest to be honest although it's only one game and he's off on you know international break I, I just think he's come back and he's played quite a bit and I and I don't want him to to pick up any any niggles but that that's my my main worry, and in which case, if he does, if I do play Sessignon, then I I wouldn't mind seeing Viner play it right back and give Hunt a rest as well. I, just, I want to see our our backs just given a bit of a break, and I know they have got you know. Who would you um, who
2: would you who would you who would you play left back?
0: I I think if I was It depends on who I rest. I think I I I'd like to play Viner, and therefore if I if I rest Sessignon, I might play Hunt there. I don't know that sounds a bit weird, um, but then again, yeah. if I rest Sessignon, I I, I think I, I'd go with uh, Hunt at left back and play Viner. Sorry, if I if I played if I rested Hunt, I'd go with Viner at right back and keep Sessignon. I, I'm I'm not sure. Rotherham's the game for Taylor.
2: Yeah, I mean it was it's it's a
0: difficult game.
2: So would you stick to the four two three one stroke, four five one stroke, four three three that yeah. we're playing at the moment?
0: Yeah, I think you know, it'd be. I wouldn't mind seeing Backinson off the naughty step and just seeing whether you know, being on a naughty step's giving him a kick up the backside and bring it back in. I think we've got lots of options now, which is which is great. Um, I think I would definitely give O'Dowd a, a, a start on the left-hand side, or. Even maybe on the right hand side instead of Semenya, depending on who you want to play. I just as I, say, I think it's really difficult to sit here straight after the game without knowing if anyone's picked up any knocks. It's only a short turnaround to Saturday. But I think we've got options yeah. now. And I, I said a couple of weeks ago and um, with a couple of other people on the forum that four two three one is probably the easiest formation to switch players around in. I know that sounds a bit weird, but yeah. But it does because all of a sudden we saw Masengo went and played in the number ten role for the last quarter of an hour of the game tonight, didn't we? You know we've not yeah. we've not seen him in probably what might actually be his favourite position. So yeah. well, it is because I
2: mean he play, he plays eight eight or ten for France yeah. under twenty yeah. ones or under twenty threes, whoever he plays for. So we know he can play there. And I gotta be I, be honest on Semenyo, uh, sorry on um, Masengo, I think he's the fittest player at the club. I mean, he had more running than him. Yeah, he must have run about 50 miles tonight.
0: Front to back. We we all, you know, it's been well documented and well said on here around, you know, probably bulked up a bit quickly at the back end of last season. And then this season he was struggling to get going again. And then perhaps he had that bout of COVID because when he first came back after that, he didn't look himself. And then I think from Brentford onwards, and I know he's not played many games since since Brentford. He's you know, probably only three starts but a few sub-appearances. He's looked much more like that Masengo that burst onto the scene last season. And I think that bodes really well. All of yeah. a sudden, you know, he's not someone who looks like he needs a League One loan, is he?
2: No, and I, 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 to be honest, I don't I don't think he, he was. I mean, there was an, an attempt. No, I didn't either, but I lots mean, of
0: people were saying that weren't right
2: they? Yeah, and there was an attempt to turn him into um, Lee Johnson,
0: Cop, Rob- uh,
2: Robo- Cop. Uh, well, yeah. If no. you look at him now than he
3: did, than he did last season. He, yeah, he's put a couple. Of, he looks like he's put a couple of stone in weight, but he's a lot. He's 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 done a lot of conditioning work. His upper upper body he looks completely different, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, and I and I think he's a talented footballer, and we all tend to forget the kid's only nineteen, and that's with, mm. like a lot of our players. You know, you won't see them in. Uh, we'll move on to discuss what we do in the close season and what we need to bring in. But Masengo is still technically in the Bristol City under-21 squad, along with Semenyo, along with Backinson.
3: So What he needs is re- yeah. regular games and he's getting them. What we've got to do on Saturday is stop the crosses coming in the box from their wing-backs. Wiles and all the Sunday played uh, the other night against Watford. We can drop back into a 4-5-1 when we're defending. I think you could put Can It's a, it a good case for putting Kanamo Dowder on the left. Uh, on the left, you know, on the 4-2-3-1 to count their, one of their wing-backs. I think he's capable of making a tackle and getting a toe through and, and, getting us be, and getting us behind. And he looked very good when he came on tonight. You know, bringing that off the bench, positive running. Uh, against what's his name Costello, uh, whose first name I've forgotten tonight. You know, he, 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 a, he wanted he wanted, yeah, because he looked like he wanted. He looked like he wanted to go forward. Um, so I've, what we got to do is, I mean, we 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 failed to stop the wing back when they played three four three against QPR. But I think the mentality will be different. Uh, I think that was one, you know, just the one, the only real big step back we've had since Nigel Pearson's been here. And so, yeah, I, I expect to us to progress, and it'll be a really tough game. But if we can stop those wing backs, and what they'll try and do is win free kicks in our half uh, with bar laser playing the ball into the box. So don't give away cheap free kicks. Keep the balls away from the wing backs, and the, and the ball come into the box. And I think we got enough to get behind them and win this game. It won't be easy, but how about um, how about uh,
2: playing in their half, dominating possession? and then they don't get anywhere near our penalty area to pump the ball in, unless obviously they want to do it from the halfway line, in which case they're going to be offside. Is is that an option? Because I don't think we can afford to give a team like Rotherham 70% or even 50% possession. Because if we do that and retreat into our penalty area, we're going to be in a lot of trouble, even though they're not a very good side. Because if they were a good side, they wouldn't be three from bottom on thirty-two points, would they? Yeah, I
0: think
3: it's quite easy. No, and our, and, our, and, our, and our problem is it's been for the last few seasons, the more possession we have, the worse that we look. Because none of none of, none of the none of the uh, midfield players ever get beyond the ball. I think with four two, three, one, that gives you the option of doing that. The number ten could play in a false position and encourages the three midfielders to get beyond them. So, you know, FAM can hold the ball that well as he did for that third goal, that was a classic, uh, you know, bit of play where he, where he took the ball from Callas and just cushioned it back into the path of Palmer and played that ball through for O'Dowda. It was a wonderful goal, wonderful team move. So let, let let's assume video.
2: that let's assume that everybody's fit. Can, here's a question for you: Can you mm. fit Liam Walsh and Casey Palmer in the same midfield? And if so, how? No. Yeah, yeah,
0: I think. Well, how? I think- I think we we saw it we saw it tonight, didn't we? That when when Walsh came on, Palmer still played in the ten, and Walsh. I think I think there's a lot of people because Walsh is attack minded. A lot of people think he kind of he's a natural for the attacking midfield or or number ten role, but his role at Derby, Dar- mm-hmm. uh, sorry, at uh, uh, Coventry, was one of the deep two, and dictating the play from there. So I I don't think he's a necessarily a threat for. Playing in that in that kind of hole position that Palmer play play tonight, I think is about who do you get alongside him um, and to to play as one of those two in the in the, you know in the four two three one. And I think there are multiple players you could play in there. You know you could play Viner alongside him to provide a bit of steel. You could play Backinson if his head's on it. Um, I think it's probably a little bit of a risk to maybe start back into and an, an Walsh in there on, on, on Saturday. But I was just going to go back and kind of go back to the game where we played them um, early on the season. And for me, I've never seen so many players look like rabbits in the headlights. It, to me, it looked like they'd done no preparation for what to expect from Rotherham. From um, and I think if there's one thing Pearson won't allow is that to happen. And that will be fully geared up, and I think, Ian what you're saying. We, you know, we we have to play a bit of a higher line. Michael Smith's not going to run in behind you. Lathapoo might might run the channels a, a little bit off for sell if he if he plays. Um, I think he's, on, he's gonna... on
3: loan, isn't he? The sell, the out or
0: sold. Yeah, he's yeah. gone out. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So you know, they might run you channels, but they ain't going to run over the top of you centrally. You know, they they don't have that type of game in them. They'll be hitting lots of diags into to Michael Smith, and we have got. A, if we play a, high, a higher line, then where does Smith go with, with the ball when he gets it? Nowhere, it goes backwards. If he flicks on, it's just into the, the gap in behind and we should be mopping that up. But what we can yeah. afford to do is to let them get the ball around the halfway line with their head up and it diags. You know, if they're going to it diags, do it from like edge of their box where their clearance clearances rather than long passes. So I think he needs to, to pick the side that can help us get up, up the pitch. And I think, you know, I think Callas and Mariappa together has actually stopped us dropping quite as deep as we have done previously. I think Mariappa's a good organiser. Um, so, I, you know, I think that'll that'll be okay. But so, you know, I've digressed a little bit away from the point. So I think you can play Walsh as one of those two. Who are you playing? You know, you might play Lansbury again with him. Um, I, I think Lansbury was a little bit lacking tonight. I thought he had a good game on Saturday, but I thought he was, it It bypassed I'm, it I'm just wondering today.
2: with, with uh, Emery Lansbury... If he's got the legs to play three games in a week, bearing in mind the guys are hardly played any football for three years, yeah,
0: he'd be the one I'd probably be looking to not play on Saturday out of And Play Viner instead. Um, It depends. I've probably said you know said earlier. I I wouldn't mind seeing Viner in in the back four, but I I think you know we've we've got options. You've got back backinson to come back in as 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 well. But yeah, we'll we'll see. You know, I, I don't think I can confident enough with the players we've got to say yeah I'm sure Pearson's going to go with this on Saturday never did it with Lee Johnson not going to do it after a few games of Pearson I don't think I've quite sussed out what his uh, approach is to picking a side although it looks like you know you're in possession of the shirt that looks to be a principle whether three games in a week certainly with a Wednesday Saturday coming at the end of it having you know and having to travel back from Blackburn probably means there ain't going to be too much preparation time and it's going to be very much rest up and, you know, be tactical preparation rather than physical preparation. But we've got the players bearing to, in mind. to space it, change things around. Yeah, Yes, are you?
2: OK, bear, bearing in mind what Rotherham are like and throwing it in as a what if, would you consider playing three at the back and bringing in Big Baker?
3: Uh Mark? Yeah, sorry, first. Well, he hasn't. Yeah, I mean, I thought he would have been uh, on the bench for the last couple of games. Ever made an po- appearance for the under twenty threes? Uh, I don't know if he's played any under twenty threes football since then. No, um, no. But, um, I think I don't think Pearson will want to change the back four because it does look look compact. Um, I think there might be a case for changing Hunt, and I think he might like to see more. You know, from, from both, you know, on, attacking, on, on the attacking side from both, both his full backs, uh, if possible. And really, this game represents a complete sea change from all the teams that we've we, we, we played. They'd be the most direct side that we played since Pearson took charge. I mean, that game back in December came off the back of uh, the win against Blackburn Fudding, That's when we were probably lucky to win one at the end. But yeah. as Dave said, physically, we lost every single battle, all the first and second balls. And, yeah, it was you just couldn't see us getting a consolation goal. They looked like they go on and get more goals. They got their I think their two in the, in the first half, but it was just such a walk-in apart the for them. And they were, you know, right down the other end of the league. But I think Pearson has instilled a lot more mental strength in that team than we saw under Holden. And I'm, I've am i got no doubt that we would be fighting a relegation battle if he was still there. So it's organising players. There's a lot more work to do. You know, it's not uh, like um, Lazarus rising up the lead, threatening the playoff positions, but there's been a head of a marked improvement in he, in those players uh, in the way that they're able to, you know, affect, affect the game. Didn't have a lot of possession tonight. But I thought, you know, in terms of organisation, I mean, we we, we were expected to win on uh, this Saturday, come in and we're, you know, we're expected to take the game to Rotherham. We'll probably defend deep. So that will be a test as well. How do we do that? How do we get players in front of the ball? How do we get behind them? Well, I think that would, actually,
2: actually if, if Rotherham come down to defend, I think that would suit us down to the ground, particularly if we're going to start, or Think about starting Liam Walsh in midfield because my only doubt about Walsh a little bit and whether I would and and I wonder whether you can fit him in Palmer um, into the same team is that I think he lacks some defensive ability, he hasn't got the defensive ability of a Zach Viner or a a Henry Lansbury, possibly even a Tyreek Backinson who, who isn't. I mean, Ty's not the hardest tackler I've ever seen because bearing in mind once again, he's a great big tall young lad who in some cases seems to have outgrown his strength a little bit. He's, he's not a, I wouldn't describe him, he's tall, but I wouldn't describe him as being physical or particularly nah, good in the yeah. air. So it, it's a, like you say, I mean, in that formation, you could probably come up with when they're all fit six players who could play in the two and probably six again who could play comfortably in that three uh, behind the striker. So going on to looking a little bit further ahead and going on to next season, um, I've given this a little bit of thought and I'll give you a chance to think about it. I think we need to sign uh, at the end of the season if all the guys that are out of contract go, and all the guys that are in contract stay, so assuming those things and assuming Nigel Pearson's the manager, I think we need to sign eight senior players because we finish up with 15 still in contract, 1-5, and three of those are keepers. So, um,
0: Is that extending options s- as well, Ian?
2: Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm allowing, for example, for Wyman to stay because okay. uh, he's got a one-year option, which we yeah. probably won't have a look at him after he after he gets fit over his ACL. Um, so you've got 12, 12 senior outfield players. Um, bearing in mind that Walsh is one of the ones out of contract, so I'm assuming he's going. And I'm assuming that FAM's going. And uh, Tommy Rowe, they might all stay. Uh, I think we need eight players. Um, and and then in that would give us twenty three players. Once again, that's twenty outfield players and three keepers. And then you you add into that squad Masengo, uh, Backinson, um, Semenyo, the Edwards brothers, uh, and that and anybody else that you think well, okay, we'll give them. A, you know, we'll give Lewis Britton a go, as we know FAM's go in, and, and we need a, a a big unit up front. Um, and and I think it would be that's my opinion on, on what we need to do so uh, Dave to start with what what would your views on that be
0: yeah pretty, pretty similar I, I think I I think wash will sign a contract but uh, you know play by, play by your rules yeah if we, we, we need we need certain positions field I think you know right backs one one position I, I wrote a piece on o tip um, about a week ago where I kind of said, as a default, I listed who, who I thought would stay, and I did add Walsh in, in that, I, I had Vyman as well, but I thought you start off, you know, your summer or your recruitment with Viner as your right back just, just because you've got to have a right back, and then you think, right, who do I bring in? If I can get two in, then Viner suddenly becomes your centre-back again. Um, so I kind of played around with that a little bit. I, I think it'd be interesting over the next few games whether he sticks with 4-2-3-1. If he does, then I think your squad and your your options increase a bit. Because I think, you know, you, if you're looking at right backs, it's far easier to find decent right backs than it is probably to find decent right wing backs. And I think, you know, Mark's mentioned him tonight. On a Sunday, the the, the American lad from, from Rotherham should be high up on our list, I would have thought. I quite like Niambe from um, Blackpool, who's interested yeah, he's on a contract. On, yeah, who's yeah, it was, it was, it was on the bench at the moment. I don't know whether that's because he's not signed a contract. I I, I don't know. Um, he's much more a right back than a right wing back. Um, so that's kind of where I would, I'm looking. The silver, I I'd go and get a left back. Um, one I really rate. De how De about uh, but I'm how also, about
2: Campering?
0: Well. My only worry with Cam Pring is he's older than Jada Silva. He's he's twenty three, and he's yet to play at this level. And yeah, and and so I I I I think he's got some ability, but if the Silva was out, I'm 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 not convinced, or I, I, I guess. I haven't seen enough of him to know whether he's good enough for this level. So I'd be probably looking to get another left back. Um, yeah,
2: because we've got, uh, once they're all fit, we, we've got a little bit of, an in terms of younger players coming through, we've got a little bit of an embarrassment of riches. Mm. Because we've got Vince Harper. We've got, um, I, I won't count Riley Taylor because he, I think he's more of a left centre back than a yeah, left, is, yeah. left back. Um, so don't count him, but you've got Vince Harper. You've got young Barney Sodi, you've got mm. Cameron Pring, and you've got George Nurse. That's yeah. four. Um, I'm like you. I'm worried about De Silva because he's been out more or less two seasons now with the same, exactly the same injury. Uh That stress he's fracture.
0: showing pin this time, Andy. I think so. You know, hopefully that'll. Oh, that'll right. Solve it.
2: Sounds, sounds like it was a proper break this time. Yeah, so like, um, or
0: fracture. I think, or whatever the technical term. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: so so hope, hopefully like you i rate the kid I, honestly i would like i would like it if we had a few more six footers in the side and nothing against him but a good big one's always better than a good lit one, i mean unless unless you count lionel messi and then that theory goes right out the window yeah. um but i mean ronaldo's a big one and he's not he's not bad is he but i i just i i look at it i think do we need a holding midfield player? Yeah, we probably do, because if we play, and if we're going to play, uh, if Baker goes, and we play three at the back, we're going to need two left-sided centre-backs. Although somebody uh, was telling me today about, um, I saw Tinian tweet about how good Robbie Cundy was. Uh, he's, he's, do, he's doing gangbusters for Gillingham, apparently. The Gillingham fans yeah. love him.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, he's right-sided. Of, he's certainly Are you sure that's not James Morrison?
2: No, no. James Moran can't
0: get in the
3: team. Yeah. That's why
2: he Old, was back. Oh, Kunde's there the, as well, um, is he? Yeah, Kunde's been
0: yeah, really good he was, played every game since he's been
3: there. i are so. shooting up the league, aren't they as well, Jillingham? i are only a few yeah. points. Well, think playoffs. I think the, the, I the games he's
2: he's played, they've done something like one seven, uh, drew drew four, lost two, drew, lost four, four, lost two. Yeah. L- drew mm-hmm. two, lost four. That's mm-hmm. since he's been there. So, and that's you know, we all talk about oh well, it's only League One, but I mean. It's a blooming I mean, good division in, in 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 a lot of ways when you get up towards the top end of it, and um, I, I mean, but if he's right sided, that gives us four right sided centre backs if Maps leave leaves, and and to be honest, on what I've seen of him, I'd be looking to offer Mariapo a one year deal.
0: I, I would be. Yeah, as I well. think he's earned Six it. Six weeks ago, I probably wouldn't have, but I I think he
2: well, might be. he's good to he's have playing around. in the right position. I mean, Bobby Moore was the greatest defender I've ever seen, but he couldn't play left back. Um, and I, I think Maps is the same, to be honest. And I think he's a, he's got a character and I could imagine him in the middle of uh, two big uns, if you will, because he's only about 5'9". Uh, put him in the middle of Callas uh, and Baker, pulling their strings and telling them where to go yeah. I, as a three. I, I think he'd be a valuable player. But we've also got, let's not forget, we've got Taylor Moore uh, and Zach Viner. Yeah. So, if we it's, it's, and if Kundi comes in, we've got a pile of right sided centre backs.
0: It's, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm just looking at my little bit of data here. So, Kundi, Taylor Moore, and Zach Viner are all 23 and they all turn 24 within let me just within 18 days of each other in, in May. So, you know, Kundi's not young, but if he really is improving at a rapid rate, then I, c- I can see them. He's, he's admittedly out of contract as well, he, in summer, but he's got a year option. So he is someone yeah. that I, I think will take that option because I think people will see some value in him, even if it is to, to sell on. But What, I wouldn't what position be surprised. does Candy play again? He's midfielder, Cent- is he? No, centre-back. Centre-back. He's
3: a yeah, centre-back. And he, can,
0: and- he can play as well. So I, know, I, am, I didn't see him at Bath, but I know people who saw him at Bath and they said he's really composed on the ball. I was asking a Cambridge United fan earlier on today about him and they said he did he did pretty well on the ball as well and you know, in, in you know, Cambridge are a decent side. Um, so he, he's obviously impressed enough in that first half of season to get Steve Evans to look at him. And I, and I yeah. hope that Steve Evans, being the type of manager he is, will actually, you know, introduce that bit of nastiness to him as well. Not like I'm saying he's not because I haven't seen enough of him, but he'll give him that winning attitude. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back in the summer. We offer him a, or we take out his year option and to yeah, say, right. You have got an opportunity here to be part of the squad. Go and go and take it. I think he might be fighting out Taylor more. The Who, other player uh, that about, we are going to be
3: looking at in the summer as well. Of course, to come back would be Joe Williams. In uh,
0: yeah, as a that's midfield the holding player. midfielder. I think yeah, yeah.
3: So, do we need another holding midfield player, or would you say
2: Joe Williams and Masengo are would be a good combination? And there's lots of people that can play in that too. You've got Naj, you've got Viner. Um, Backinson. you've got, uh, well, Liam, Backinson. Backinson. if Liam Back- Walsh, even if Liam Walsh goes, yeah. that's five that can play in that two. Um, and then oh, you wait. move forward to the three and, and say, who can play there? And, and there's, you know, I think we probably need, let's say Semenu and O'Dowd are your first choice wide players of that two. I think you've got Palmer can play in the middle of it. Vyman can play in the middle of it or on the right hand side of it. Mm. Um, so uh, you know, it, it, and, and up front, you've don't forget Chris Martin on the back. Yep.
0: You've <laughs> yeah,
2: you've got Naki Wells. Yeah, you've got Naki Wells. I and I'll, I'll call Semenu a wide a wide player, but I, I think unless we, one of the young lads comes through, we do need to bring in um, uh, a you know a, a qualitative. I'll, I'll call it a target man to differentiate from being um, a smaller striker.
0: I I probably differ on that a bit, but you know we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. Just going back to the midfielder, I would say a a defensive midfielder or someone to sit in that too, is a lower priority, unless you can get a really good one and you can get a really good and cheap. So if there's someone suddenly became available of you know of Joe Williams' ability and that, you know I know most fans won't have seen much of Joe Williams, but. Uh, he is exactly what we want in there. And if we could get another like him, then I might be tempted. But I don't think it'd be priority with the other players we've got. And then I think all the other things you talk about rank wide players, you know, we've got O'Dowder, we've, we've got Semenyo. I think it'd be interesting whether um, Edwards is is one to, to, to fill in there as, as well. I, I, I think we've, we might have some, they might be a little bit too far away um, to, to be kind of, playing there week in, week out, or providing competition week out. I, but I wouldn't probably be looking for a big man. I'd use Chris Martin as my big man, even if he's not mobile, and play him in the game. But I want to, not play him every week like Holden did, and I'd be looking for a, a younger, quicker striker. That, that would be my, my fam replacement. I wouldn't replace him like for like. I'd replace him with something completely the opposite.
2: So you, you'd want somebody that could play in a high press if we accept that we're going to play more like we did at Birmingham, not like we did tonight. And it may be that, you know, Br- Birmingham can't be that dreadful because they beat Reading tonight, didn't yeah.
0: they? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so, yeah.
2: so it may have been that a combination of two things. It may have been that we, we were a bit good. And in fairness, uh, they, they did it the post twice before
3: we scored on Saturday. And if, if one of the, those goes in, it could be an entirely different game. Yeah. Well, they, 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 what they did was say, I mean, Jeremy Bella, in the games against us recently, looked very threatening on the left-hand side and has got, cross, got crossed into the box. And I think he scored as well last season at Ashton Gate. And he looked like he was going to cause us problems again on Saturday. But uh, once we got those two... Those two dodgy moments out of the way when Callas, um, you know, when Hogan got goal side of Callas on both occasions, you know, we we we, you know, we were, it Callas, was near the end of the I first Callas, Callas made a
0: brilliant block on the first one.
3: <laughs> oh, when, yeah, I mean, he was going away from goal, wasn't it? I think it was a hard, it was a hard chance for Hogan because it was a narrow angle. Yeah, he got it on target yeah, so
0: and Callas has got enough on it to take it onto the post. It's, it's moved the ball about six foot from its intended line by him getting a, getting a, Bit of a block on it, so I think we have to give yeah, some well,
3: credit he, there. Perhaps I did him a disservice. He, he, did he did just get past him on the second one, but he didn't. He didn't give him a sniff sniff for the rest of the game, which was great. And then we just started turning the ball over. I mean, what I'd like to see his play like is you know have the industry of of a team like Leeds, but you know their one man up front is Patrick Bamford, but he's he really works. The defenders, and you know, they're, they're an incredibly fit team, and I think that's what we need to do improve our fitness. But you've got to, and as you say, Ian, you've got to make the centre backs, the full backs, you've got to put them under pressure, make them work hard to get the ball out of defence. That's what I'd like to see us do. But I mean, we have to be a lot fitter, and I think it needs to need a different striker to Femara's easy because he's not really built for that type of game. But that's what well, he holds. I mean, do. he. he, he-
2: he he doesn't hold the ball up. The only thing I'll say about Fam is if, you know, if we possibly replaced him, um, I mean Sergio Aguero's out of contract, so uh, I'm now going to be I'm now going to be completely but would he unreasonable our, and but say, he,
3: would he fit in?
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't care if the other ten don't play, <laughs> long as he does. Um, no, I, I think, but it's that type of mobile striker is whats is what you're saying. I think Fam's, you know, let's not knock Fam. He's been our top goal scorer for the last couple of seasons at least. And it, it, in terms of defending corners, and I know you don't pick your strikers on the basis of their defensive abilities, but it doesn't have to help. When you've got a bloke well, that, that size, you can head, head the ball away from Lee Johnson's pomos. Um, so, you know... <laughs> That's that's where you that's where you want a bloke in it. We can head the ball away. I mean, Chris Martin did it when he was playing, but obviously he's injured at the moment. Uh, so uh, on that note, let's discuss whether we bring in, and I'll call them experienced players, uh, because we haven't had a great experience this year in terms of injuries. I'm thinking of um, Chris Brunt, who, who did his calf and then more or less, well, he retired uh, and left the squad. Chris Martin is at an operation on his hamstring and he won't be back until next season. Um is it a, Henry Lansbury it took us a while to get him anything like match fit should we sign Henry Lansbury I've already said about Mariapa so so what what should we do about it should we be looking at I don't know players around 25 26 or you know set a limit at 30 or what should we be looking at uh, Dave
0: um i'd like us to focus back on young players with something to develop and that's not for the future this is first team players ready now but who are going to get better and grow with us that's that's what i want to see and i'd probably as a bit of an exception i I'd, I'd look at Maybe, you know, I, I think Alex Mowat's out, out of contract in the, in the summer. I think he's either 25 or he'll be 26 when the summer comes around. That's about as far as I'd go. I wouldn't pay a fee for anyone on that age. I'd, I'd only bring in free transfer. And I don't think we need anyone of, like, 30-plus. I think the squad's got enough age in it. I just want better players. And, I, and preferably I want those, those better players to be young so that they grow with us. And And if they don't, if we don't, you know, go up or whatever, then we sell them for money and we make money on them. Um, so, I, you know, I always, call, I always like it to, if they're not coming through the academy, let's get players as good as Reed and Brian that we've got for free or we've got them very cheap and they're good enough to play for us in the first team and then they might outgrow us. Well, if they outgrow us, then good luck to, the, to them. But that means they've done well for us and that's what I want. I don't want players who aren't good enough to come in and play for us. That's my kind of mantra
2: on this. Yeah, Mark. What, what do you think? I mean, for example, would you give Henry Lansbury um, a new contract, assuming that he he lasts the rest of the season and he's fit?
3: Yeah, that's the question. I mean, the guy's 31 years old. He, you know, he hasn't played much football. I think uh, I think he would really have to impress Nigel Pearson in, in in the last few games, and if he can show show that hunger. Uh, and range of some range of passing, you know, we saw a bit of in the Birmingham game. But I think he really, you know, he really has to uh, do a lot to win me over and Pearson over. I don't know what wages he's on, but I think he's like one of those players. He's only on a short-term contract, and who will want to take him on? Um, you know, players are wrong side of first, and, uh, You know, hasn't played a lot of football. It, it's a big risk. I think we got some great young players coming through. It's unfortunate, you know, for the George Nurse's and the Cam that are not fit because I think um, they're going to be behind... George George, George Nurse is now fit. He played yeah. for the fact, under... Oh, he's now fit, is he? My apologies. He played for the under-23s
2: under yeah, in the 3 old draw with Millwall. I did it. one story that Rennie Gilmartin told was quite interesting tonight, that um, they, play, they had some um, big lads playing for Millwall and apparently the first thing in the first two minutes, uh, Lewis Britton smashed one of them. Um, yeah, i already gave, so, so, gave, gave him gave him a, a welcome to Bristol City challenge, and that's we're really short of. I'm not talking about you know somebody being a bit homicidal or anything like that, but we are short of physicality. Yeah, uh, you I know, think I look at players like Masengo. Uh, not so much Masengo now, but Naj, Backinson. They're they're they're, they're not going to hurt you. Um, no, and, and I think just, sometimes we suffer because of that.
3: Just that's what Lansbury we had in League, in league and, One, didn't we? Yeah. With yeah. with Aaron Wilbraham, you could stick one on a defender. You know, stick his studs down a guy's leg, and that's what he did. You know, he made you know he was there. Anyway, sorry, Dave, I interrupted yeah, just,
0: you. Yeah, I was just going to say about Lansbury. I, you know, my, you know, I've got no idea what player contracts are, but my gut feel is that Lansbury is not on much money here. Because he's taken a payoff from Villa that he can afford to come to us and just take a massive wage reduction, but that's very different to what contract that he might want in a summer to stay here when he's not being paid by Villa anymore. So he's got enough in his back pocket from his Villa payoff to, you know, be able to say, yeah, it doesn't matter if I'm on, you know, six eight grand at Bristol City, but in the summer he'll be looking for more. And I, unless he suddenly what do becomes we... a rev- revelation, I, I think I, he's not the kind of player that I think we should be looking at. I think what do you do think?
2: Um, well, what do you think will happen? Um, we are, we will hopefully, please God, we'll be post-COVID. Um, what do you think will happen, assuming that Nigel stays, the season tickets go well, um, and uh, you know we're all feeling a, a little bit more happy, clappy, and looking forward to the season. What, what do you think will be in Steve Lansdowne's mind? Because we've pondered all these players being out of contract and, and the reasoning behind it. And we've we've suggested, or some people have suggested it, well, come the end of the season, uh, wages are going to go down. There'll be a lot of available players, etc., cetera, et cetera. Do you, in, unless we say, for example, we sold Bentley for 15 million or something, I think they'd they'd give Pearson the vast majority of that and say, right, but where do you want to spend it? Um, but I can't see us spending that much, and by that much, I can't see us making even three, four million pound signings um, in in a post COVID environment. And whether other people will, I'm not sure, and I'm not sure they will either.
3: No, I don't think they. No, will. you can There's no way you're going to return to the. I mean, look at. British Sombalonga about three or four years ago cost Middlesbrough fifteen million and that'll be an aberration now. I mean we spent eight million on Callas last uh, summer before last, probably four million on Casey Palmer, and we were all questioning that probably into the last few weeks, but I think those are gonna be high figures. Apart from the clubs that come down, uh, you know, like the West Broms and Sheffield United, a lot of parachute payments, but even they know they're gonna take gonna take a big hit. Uh, if they've you know blown, blown it on wages, um, I think you know everybody's going to have to be going to have to be sensible. And there's a lot of weaning and dealing to be done. Uh, and I think yeah, we've uh, we've we've
2: got a um, uh, I've just been contacted on the mobile by a, a, a special guest. Um, as you know, it's uh, it's Dave's birthday, fiftieth, isn't it? And <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, fifty plus twenty, I think. Um, and I'm. Um, I, I rang my mate Sean, um, who is, is backed back by popular demand, and he'd just like to uh, say say a few words. Sean Taylor, it's it's bloke, it's bloke, it's bloke Sydney Potier. Where is he? Um, I'm, I'm afraid he's not here uh, tonight, Sean. He can't. So... What? He, 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 no, he can't sign in. Do
1: you know I charge
2: a bloke rent who lives in my house? Yeah, yeah. you, you mentioned it, Sean. Last time you were on. Get him on. Get Sidney Pottier on. I liked him. He's good. No, it's it's no, no it's David, David. David Potier. Who? Well, I've never heard of him. Well, no, you wouldn't. He's he's not very well known. He used to do a lot on Radio Bristol. He was all right then. And I know for a fact... It, it, no, not Radio Bristol. GWR. I do apologise. Stop waffling me. Get him on here. Uh, no. Uh, sorry, Sean, but he's not here. I'll, I'll tell you what. You can, we're doing this again on Saturday and you can... You can come in. I'm busy. I run a football team. Have I told you I charge a bloke rent to live in my house? Yeah, you have, Sean. All right. So, sh- sorry, Sean's gone. We can get back on with the football. Um, so, so Mark, um, y- you think we're not going to spend a lot of money. Dave thinks we're not going to spend a lot of money. I think we're not going to spend a lot of money. or any of the clubs, I mean, I'm thinking about the clubs coming down with the parachute money, and you've only got to look at the top of the table to see what a difference that makes in the main, not always, in the in the main. Do you think those clubs will almost automatically go back up? And let's say those three clubs are Newcastle, um, uh, Sheffield United, uh, and, and I couldn't believe they saw, signed uh, sac Chris Wilder, Newcastle, Sheffield United in West Brom. Let's say those three come down. Are they almost certain to go back up? Be, I think they have been the a yeah. top
3: six. Sheffield United, I think their messiah was Chris Wilder, and I think they'll 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 regret sacking him. Um, you know, a, a manager who took Northampton up from League Two the season we got Lee Johnson fifteen sixteen, and then went to Sheffield United, and within three seasons, you know, got them into the Premier League. But um, yeah, I think they're good. they're they're the only ones who've got the wherewithal. To spend to spend money on 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 players and they're, you know they're going to going to have the strongest going to have the strongest squads and it, it, look at Norwich play a great brand of football but the team they wheeled and dealed uh, you know bought a lot of you know bought a lot of good uh, quality players for little money I don't, I don't know what wages they're on perhaps Dave Dave knows more about that you know but look at some like when when Dia what a great player he is I think it only cost him I think it was one point four million.
2: But well, um, when you know, they, they beat us to... there, I was um, talking to a, a Norwich fan, and he yeah. told me that their entire team had cost them about eight million quid, yeah. which is what we paid for Callas. I know. So I, I think they paid good wages. I'm going to be sick it wrong, now. but <laughs> yeah, no, yeah that, that's it, what they did.
0: Yeah, I think. Go on, Dave. I, sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. Um, I think Norwich very much when when they got promoted said we ain't going to spend much money. Because we're not gonna knacker ourselves if we come back down. And they've been very sensible about it. What what they've done is they left themselves in a real position of strength to be able to hold on to most of their players. Um, they lost a, a couple, didn't they? I think it was Lewis. Goldfree went
3: to Everton, didn't yeah, and, and, he? went?
0: Uh, Lewis, didn't he, as well. But you know, they yeah. they they then use that money fairly wisely, they've got loans in, etc. and 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 yeah, in effect they they weren't really any weaker this season than they were in the Premier League last year um, and have gone have got of the right way. I think Sheffield United, in some respects, are, are probably paying this season from doing a Norwich the season before, but actually staying up. So they bought a lot of players, didn't they, when they first went up, like your Freemans, like your Callum Robinsons and people like that, who they knew would be more than good enough to get them back up should they come back down and then they exceeded expectations and now they've got kind of a bit of unbalanced in this about that's probably not a word is it, uh, about their squad and I think I'm not saying they're not going to be in the running next season because they probably will because they've got enough decent players but I do think Wilder was a, a big part of that and it'll be very interesting to see how they cope with, with someone else in charge it, it wouldn't surprise me if you know, the fact that tyndall has gone there and his best mates with the new owner or chairman or something like that, it wouldn't surprise me if that's kind of just gearing up for Eddie Howe to come in. And then if Eddie Howe comes in, I think, you know, they've got as good a replacement for Wilder as you could probably get. And, and people say, well, why, why don't they go and get, um, Anyhow, now he's available. It wouldn't surprise me if there's something in his contract from Bournemouth that says either, you know, you can't go and get a job for a year or you can't go to a Premier League team within a year. And that's it's what a Celtic, it's am about. Is the
3: Celtic job still available, though? Uh, nobody's nobody's yeah. stepped into Lennon's shoes. It,
0: it,
2: well, it is. But what you have to remember is the way that a lot of managers have paid off these days is they're not... It's not like years ago when they yeah, used still to get paid, paid off in Lump. Lum,
3: yeah, paid yeah. in a
2: lump sum. You know, some at some point, some clubs of, and I think I think Rovers might be one of them, where they're paying three managers. So the guy they sacked, the guy that replaced him, um, you know, so Ben Garner, um, Tisdale, yes. and Joey Barton are probably all being paid. Yeah. A salary by Bristol Rovers. That would we be might, my guess. I'm not. We might, we might still to be paying some. On.
0: We might still be something for Johnson, might we? Even though he's at Sunderland, you know, depends on what the, the payoff terms were and how much he's earning at. Sunderland. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, e- exactly,
2: yeah. Dave. And 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 you know, I mean, I I don't blame anybody that's got a contract. I mean, you hang on until you're sacked, and yeah. then people have to go on paying you. you. They don't have to pay you off in a lump sum. They have yeah. to go on paying you until you get another job. Yes, yeah. so and I think there's r- a negotiation. Yeah. To have, it by going to your existing chairman and say, look, I've got a chance of a job. Um, it's five, ten grand a week less than I was on here. Uh, I will take it, but you know you owe me three million quid. Well, give me two million quid and I'll take it. And, and, and it I think went, there's a lot of that goes on. And it in, football management,
3: in football management, failure is a lucrative business, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Well, any my- senior management job is. I, 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 I used to work with a guy who told me that, his claim to fame was that he was uh, a multi-millionaire because he'd had three highly paid jobs in the city of London, and he'd be he'd been fired from them all.
3: Yeah,
2: uh, and he, he made.
3: <laughs> Did he say that Did he, he, he say made so that? much money? He he
2: he made about three and a half million in payoffs. You know, and this is going so back. It, so
3: instead of back me or, me or sack
2: me, sack me or sack me is it? <laughs> well, it, there's no. You know, if you get rid of somebody who's got a two-year contract on. Mm. Seven hundred and fifty grand a year. Yeah, you've got you've got to give him one point five million less tax, obviously. And years yeah. ago, you used to be able to have that paid straight into a pension fund. You can't have that any I'm, 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 have that anymore. It doesn't work.
0: Just to finish on Eddie Howe, it wouldn't surprise me if Bournemouth would expect compensation this season if Sheffield United appointed him now, and that's why it might happen in the summer. But. We'll
2: see. Yeah, I mean, so the what, same thing with the Celtic yeah.
0: job. So, yeah, you know, but to, to, to conclude,
2: uh, I'll, I'll start and, and then we can all do a bit on this and then we'll call it a night. Um, I, I think where we are at the moment is I, I think we're not going to go up. We're not going to go down. We're not going to make the playoffs. And it's just a matter of playing some decent, positive football for the next nine games And winning as many as possible. But I would really like to see some of the younger lads get a shout. And I don't mean for five minutes at the end of games. I mean, particularly if we beat Rotherham, I'd like to see some of those lads get, you know, a good 20 minutes. Um, Mark, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I think that, that, I I mean, I'd like to see players like (laughs) FAM be, be under pressure. Perhaps be dropped to the bench for a game and say, "Look, you're not a shoo in just because you know you, you know physically you're the biggest guy and you're the top goal scorer. Um, you're not you're not guaranteed a place in the team." And I think you know Nigel Pearson does bring on young players. Uh, you know he the great what he, a great thing he did with Riley Tower, even though he hooked him before half time at Swansea, he was good to say in a post match interview, "I told him that you've been part of two wins." And it was a, you know, it was a, it was a team ethic, and that they all won together. Didn't single out players for criticism, despite Amanda having to, having to them. So I think it'll be great for young players who are coming through. I think you will be great for man management. And during the summer, I'd expect him to bring in somebody like Ken Way as a sports psychologist who worked very well for him at Leicester or, or somebody similar, if they don't. Want to come all the way over to Bristol because I think that's what he's all about the positivity and, and getting that edge, you know, that, little, that, little, right, that little bit extra.
2: Thanks, Mark. Dave, do you agree with where I think we are basically?
0: Yeah, I think I just want to see that kind of building of confidence and building of a, a well drilled system that is going to be the foundation for summer recruitment and taking it forward from there. That's what I want to see. Um, I'm probably not quite as fussed about some of the young players. You know, if they're if they're ready, then absolutely. You know, and if Sam Bell's been sat on the bench for however many you know twenty or thirty games, like he has, and he thinks he's good enough to play or be given a chance, then give him a chance. But don't I, I don't I don't want to see kind of like token appearances given out. I don't think Pearson would do that anyway. Um, no, I think no. you know. I, I think I, I guess Sam Bell's an interesting one because I I feel a bit gutted for him in some respects in that he's missed out on probably three quarters of a season of playing under twenty three football, <laughs> and, and and I hope it hasn't. I hope being with the first team squad has helped his development rather than hampered it by not having game time. So you know, I, I think you, know, if you yeah. just see someone like like that play. Louis Britton, I you know if he's, if he's good enough as well, you know, I, I played with his old man and against his old man. And if he's anything like his old man, he's going to be a bloody hell of a character and a, you know, and a a tough competitor. And I think what you said earlier on about, you know, whacking a couple of meal war players, you know, that's (laughs) that's exactly what his old man used to do. And, and if, so if he's got that competitive instinct about him, it wouldn't surprise me if he came in and actually he does. All right. I think he's, you know, he scores all sorts of goals as well you know he's not a player who's kind of limited to tap-ins or anything like that he'll he'll work his opportunities he'll bully his he's man not around.
2: A, he's he's not a head on the stick either is he no so no not at all he, no, you know he's, no, he's um he's got something so about i him.
0: think there's a lot of clubs interested yeah, in him as well
2: so just uh, allegedly just so that just so they don't feel left out you know i'd say the same about tommy conway yeah um you know, if we're looking to rest Sessignol, after after say after the Rotherham game, give Vince Harper uh twenty five minutes or give him a give him a start. Yeah. And like you say, we like we did with Towder, you can always hook him.
0: Yeah, maybe, if there, maybe Nurse comes time. back in Ian, first, perhaps.
2: Yeah, possibly. I mean yeah. I I'd I'd like to see them before we decide that, you know, uh, because we've had so many players over the year that people have said, oh, yeah, he's great. He's great. And he gets in and so, and you think, he's all right. But, you know, but I mean, I remember the season, uh, Bobby Reid's breakthrough season. And the only reason he got a go up front is because all the other strikers were injured because he was going to go out on loan back down to Plymouth as a midfield player. Yeah. yeah and um, so, so, right, what we, what would do, it's now... 23.05. Starting I'm starting to get some feedback. Some so, something's gone wrong with Dave's sound well. as well. So, well, so uh, somebody's just, somebody's just said, said, we aren't playing Rotherham, are we? 25 positive COVID tests. So, uh, I, I suppose we'll... Um, we might not
0: even have a game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we might not even have a game, yeah. I mean, I, I know that their manager won't be there because he's isolated, and but yeah. I know that they reopened the training ground today. So we'll, we'll just have to take that under advisement. I actually got to be honest. I wouldn't mind it, if, if it was cancelled rather than take any risk. And I don't suppose the club would let I, us I do agree. that.
0: Yeah.
2: So, and loud lease has just informed us that's over the past two weeks, uh, but still a lot. Um, yeah. That's yeah. probably. Players and staff.
0: Total.
2: It. yeah. 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 So we'll have to see. All right, gents. Well, thank you very much. Thanks Sean for his special appearance. Um, I'm getting requests now. I'm working on Neil Warnock, um, and and I, I'm working on an interview where he's had the um, he's been interviewed about um, the reasons for a fourteen nil defeat. So um, that, that should be all right once I can I, I can crack that. So we'll we'll do that as well. Um, really enjoyed it tonight. Sorry, uh, Dave well, well, couldn't well host it. Thank you. we we'll, yeah, well. Thanks for coming off the bench for that, Dave. Ian. Yeah, I have to see if if Dave can get his sound system sorted out. He's got a he's got this whacking great big posh house, and uh, it but he ain't got any Wi-Fi. So uh, I I'll have to take him can up they, a rooster. Can they find a wire long
3: enough
2: there? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I I think he's got he's got a problem with his uh, with his Wi-Fi or something like that. But anyway, God bless everybody, and yeah. we'll do another one six o'clock on Saturday after the Rotherham game. Fingers crossed, we play it.
3: Good luck. Yeah, stay safe,
2: everybody. Thanks for listening. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery and times
0: supply. See mcdonalds.com. How old
1: up?